Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Kich, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Salmon or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Oh, Tova. <laughs> Wait, did we pronounce that differently? I like how you did it. I like what Naomi Fry said to the to Shanatova to everybody, even the haters and the losers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, Jewish New Year. Yeah, I know. I said I don't we, really mark my calendar around it, but I know. You know. I said, should we have a dinner? And you said, oh well, that's too far in advance. And I was like, it's today. <laughs> I thought you, you know meant like- December thirty first. And I'm flying to Australia tonight for two gigs, so I could not wrap my head around dipping apple in honey in no. any formal manner. No. But nonetheless, symbolically, we raise our apple, we dip it in our symbolic for honey. a sweet, a sweet New Year, sweet New Year. Um, yeah, you're you're traveling today to do some exciting shows in Australia. Yeah, doing a couple gigs, and we survived Goldie's birthday weekend. Yeah, we did, which was epic. Oh man, Friday night it began. It yeah, was a real weekend celebration, right? Yeah, it was. The night before we went to Largo and she got to meet um, Maya Hawk, her, you know, because of Stranger Things, all the kids are into her. And so you did a show. I with, did a gig with Christian Lee Hudson yeah. and Maya was one of the people playing because he performs and writes She was nice. They did a little karate, she was so nice. karate backstage. There was an ongoing joke in the evening about how uh, I was, I chose to play two very strangely kind of romantic and sexual songs on the evening I was performing of my daughter's 13th birthday, which made little sense. And I, I tied it in though saying that had I not had sexual feelings, there were, my daughter would never have been born. So there is a logical follow yeah. through. And there your, is some your kind sexual of songs are still intellectual and, you know, appropriate's the wrong word. They but set a good tone. Yeah. Though. But then Maya came out and said on her 13th birthday, she had this poem read to her, and she said it's by Philip Larkin, who's someone that has proven with time to be somewhat problematic for things we won't get into. But this is the poem she read on stage at Largo. This be the verse. They fuck you up, your mom and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old style hats and coats, who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. Man hands on misery to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can and don't have any kids yourself. Yeah. Uplifting. But did she know that it was Goldie's birthday or she pulled that out of a hat? 
Or she was well, gonna... she remem- She had it memorized because oh. her and Christian, I guess on their 13th birthday, they both had that read to them. They both had kind of like, you know, intellectual parents. My parents did not read any uh, existential poetry to me on my 13th birthday. I did have a bar mitzvah, square dance themed bar mitzvah, wearing cowboy boots and a bolo tie. I know. That is just the best. Wasn't there a book um, on, on different bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah themes? Nick Kroll made that book. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, are so, you in it? No. Yeah, I'm in it. Oh, you that's are. That's how I met Nick Kroll. He he did a book called Bar Mitzvah Disco. Okay. And it was interviewing different people, not all celebrities, but sort of performers and everything's about their bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. And he interviewed me and there's a picture of me <laughs> giving my speech in my bolo tie. We Those were in in the 80s, bolo ties. I Like women would wear them with a crisp white button down. I don't know if I, I think for a second I wanted that. And also cowboy boot shoes. Where it's a cow- I think they're called cowboy boots. <laughs> no, because they stop below the ankle. Oh. And I remember my friend Amy and I, we went to Italy. I was doing a movie in France and I had got I, I got another ticket and I was like 17 and and she, I brought my friend Amy and we uh, decided to inst- I took the money that they gave me for the hotel in Paris. And we flew, we spun a globe and it landed on like Morocco. And our friends were like, no, don't go to Morocco. You're 17 year old girls, it won't be good. And then we were we were friends. Oh, so I'm picturing you and Amy like Harlem Globetrotters spinning globes on your fingers. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, I like that. Um, and because so I did this movie with Sam Waterston and his son Jamie had just done Dead Poets Society. I didn't and realize so, you worked with Sam Waterston. Yeah. All right, Kath. Catherine's dad, right? Catherine. Yeah, yeah, Catherine yeah, Waterson's yeah, yeah, yeah. dad. Yeah. But her son was in Dead Poets Society and um, James uh, Charles. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good friend of mine as well. Josh. Yeah. There's J- so there, this is there before. Is zero, in the Venn diagram of your career and James Charles, I cannot find any <laughs> intersection. It did not happen. you got to rethink it. Wasn't there a great designer, um, Charles James, from a long time ago? Yeah, again, no okay, connection. Anyway, no connection so, to this story. So we're we're <laughs> they came to visit on the set, and then we drove back to Paris with them. So this is J- Jamie Waterston and Josh Charles, fresh from Dead Poets Society, which we hadn't seen yet, but I still thought Josh Charles was mega cute. Both of them. Anyway, so they. Jamie was going to Florence. So we followed him to Florence, not romantically, but we spent all our money, Amy and I, buying these cowboy boot shoes. Okay. <laughs> and then we like ran out of money right away. And we actually did a terrible thing because we ate a big lunch and we weren't going to run on the oh, bill. You dined and dashed. We weren't going to, but they took so long to come we randomly found the most authentic like truly not touristy this big family amazing outdoor long lunch type of place but they like didn't come to give us the bill for so long oh, they were asking for it and, and that but then we got so paranoid in florence we thought we got like true paranoia that we were going to get arrested. So we just were wandering around and then we just hopped on a plane and went back. To so pay. this was before ATM cards, presumably. Did you have traveler's checks with no, you? No. Like, how you were know. you? You were just taking cash? I think we had cash. So you had cash in your wallet for the week. Yeah. You, you looked at it. And we stayed at a um, a beautiful, well, that's where Jamie was. He was staying at a youth hostel and we didn't have a card for the youth hostel. Right. So we stayed. We also like kind of snuck in and we were sort of semi making fun. We shared a room with these girls who had 
I don't know why we were making fun of them. They had like so because they had a budget, much stuff with them and a budget. Yeah, we were just <laughs> that like they were sticking to. <laughs> I don't remember why. And then we were like, oh man, we don't even have toothbrushes. Like we were just so not prepared for. Meanwhile, I'd done this movie with Liv Ullman as well, who's Swedish icon, Bergman movie star, and it was John Hurd. Hurt. Which one? Not the English one. Amber Heard. No. John Hurd. John Hurt. Oh, Not wait. The- who's John Hurd? John Hurt. John Hurt's the British one, and John Hurd is the American. Ah. Anyway, it was, a, you would love it, esoteric movie. Mind oh, that was walk. the one, the Dower Physics one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love your criminal past. I know. It's very mild. Do you think if you went back there, it's is there like, a chance there's still a picture of you and Amy somewhere in like a, in a post office or something? <laughs> My criminal past is like stealing a, a pen, a puffy pen in 1982 from a friend I was jealous of. Like it's very minor. And you had the Disneyland jail experience. Yeah, where I didn't even steal. My friends stole at Immaculate Heart. We went for the graduation. They stole some stuff, but they had given me like glasses and stuff and I didn't steal them. But then we went to, and I was like, I didn't steal them. They're like, but you have. But did you, Dob, did you sing like a canary when you were in Disneyland jail? Did you name names? Did you flip? Um, Basically, are you a little bitch? That's what I'm I'm asking. On the way, (laughs) I said as like Goofy, who was really secretly a security guard, is like walking us in my memory, it was like down some stairs. And hang on, hang on, hang on. The actual characters are our security guards? Undercover. In some my memory, them? I think so. But I could be making that up. But okay. I think they might be normal looking security. But in my mind- They just looked a bit goofy. <laughs> and we went, and then when you go to Disneyland jail, it's just like a proper, not jail, jail, but it's like a proper one of those rooms with a, you know, there's a mirror that's one-sided and like a waiting room. It looks just like- Is there like a toilet bowl like open just in No, there? no, Is it's it not like, like that, but bunks? it's like, it's like, no, it's just like a, you know, holding place. My friend Steve Pav spent, he got a lot of parking tickets um, sort of in the 90s, early 2000s. And they really, he just never paid them and they piled up and up and up. And finally he had a day in court and they said, okay, here's the deal. You can either pay back $6,000 in these accumulated, you know, bumped up fees, or you can spend 48 hours in jail. And he was like, 48 hours in jail? I'll do that. And he's like, that's like a retreat. I'll just take a weekend. I'll take some books and I'll read. And he said it was the worst mistake oh, he ever made. He's like, I, he, he that's took my a, nightmare. He, he went into his bunk and he took the blanket and it was like covered in crust. Oh my and god! And he had to shake it out, but it was like stiff. Oh my god! Like, it Remember was Jen Kirkman had that story where you could what do she that. Do? She had a funny story where you could do that as a a sort of just to experience it. And she said it was a bad mistake. Yeah. After Private Benjamin and Hair, <laughs> these movies, I had a fear of being drafted. Well, oh, not Private. Yeah, yeah. Private Benjamin made it look amazing, <laughs> totally. actually. Goldie Hawn, oh, with that red curly hair and Armand DeSante, and, and oh, that was a good movie, but um, <laughs> good, bad movie. But but yeah, after Hair, or some movie freaked the shit out of me when I was a kid, and I, as a little girl, was afraid of being drafted. Yeah. Like, would I be? I was a woman. I, I mean, I was I, a girl. I, I've only, now I'm in my 40s, I realize like I'm not in the danger zone of being drafted, but- I, I always I think that's a pretty scary thing, just the idea that the government can start a war and 
suddenly enlist people involuntarily. It's yeah, terrifying. for sure. And and but you didn't. You obviously you weren't in Israel or in in Italy. You sort of have to do. No, no. But yeah, no. That's right. But even in Australia and in America, there were there have been points in history oh, where sure. they're drafting people. Yeah, in, you know, civilians into yeah, war. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we're not getting drafted. It's a it's a good thing. That's another thing to be thankful for. This sweet New Year. I Our know. chances of getting drafted are diminishing quickly. Yeah, and the whole penal system is terrible. Let me just say that. Is that the word? You're talking about my penis? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about your penis anymore. <laughs> Was it now you're calling it terrible? <laughs> no, every podcast I've been talking about but, your penis. No, the, yeah. the, the penal system. Yeah, you know what I also I did want to talk about, though? You were talking about, um, we were talking about Goldie's birthday weekend. We ended up stumbling this weekend upon a little fair in a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside in the valley. We were yeah. just, we were playing in the park with the kids and then we, we sort of wandered over. There's like, oh, there's having a church fair or something so we wandered in and the greatest thing happened to you i wish i had documentation of this because one of the things about you know last week we were talking about we both have a forrest gump type site yes you so from my side one of my gumpiest moments is celebrating a 20th anniversary this week where i'm actually i am seen in a blur running through the phantom planet album cover right the guest you can just see my leg and, and was that an accident uh, I like to say it was an accident, but it was it was spontaneous. Like I was recording, and Jason Schwartzman called. He's like, "Hey, do you want to like run through our album cover around the corner?" And I just came and ran through. Right. It was, so it wasn't accident. It wasn't it was, a total right, accident. Right. Yeah. But anyway, but you have this ability to stumble into moments that is just it. It brings. There's no end to the amusement I take from these moments. <laughs> one of them. Uh, well, you tell the one about the Steve Stevens one from a few years back, and then I'll say what happened. <laughs> well, this my weekend. brother, okay, my brother has this um, rock. What's it called? It's called a, a cover band. It's a like cov- an all-star cover all-star band. cover band, like Dave Navarro and Matt Sorum. Yeah, and, and, and so they love. And, it's you know, brilliant. Yeah, they yeah. cover each other's songs. They cover classic songs, you know. And it's just, it's really wonderful. And they'll have guests that are like my, you know, Rod Stewart or whoever, like all it's random guests, whatever. And then, so they were doing this sort of thing to make Sunset Boulevard like music-y again. So they had an outdoor festival a couple years ago. And so they hired my brother's cover band, which used to be called Camp Freddy. And then for certain- Royal Machines. Now it's Royal Machines. Anyway, so we were like, yeah, we'll go out and have some food and watch them. And Courtney Love was singing. I've never seen her, and I thought that's fun. So we go there, and it's a pretty small, like, outdoor gathering on Sunset Plaza back in this, like, whatever parking lot area. It's in that, like, pink taco parking lot. Oh, yeah. And and so I'm sort of, like, standing there watching them do some songs, and then I'm like, I I think I'm going to get some of this free food you know, and these little things. So I'm just standing and I sort of um, start walking, but I don't realize. So first I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Steve Stevens, who was like playing the, the guitar like upside down and he was like amazing. Yeah, he was Billy Idol's guitar player. He's like right. a real guitar virtuoso. Yeah. And I'll, the- I'll shift into my perspective. Okay. I only has gone to get a burrito. Next thing I turn around, Steve Stevens <laughs> has walked into the crowd Pied Piper style. Yeah. And he has a group of people following him as he's like shredding on the guitar. So what happened? I weirdly inadvertently started this. 
sort of crowd because somehow by my turning in the crowd and walking, it created that energy of like something happening. So he jumped down. So it's like Ione's the most eager child at the front of the line following the Pied Piper around this I didn't mean to. And a circle formed, not around me, but like sort of around him, but a small circle because it wasn't the most crowded event. So then I have to watch... Steve Steven do this amazing solo, but you have I'm to be like, really into it. and my You're mind like is like, I'm, all, I'm just thinking of the tacos. And then I turn around and I realize I'm in this sort of little circle where we're like praising this guy, like a little circle, but there's a bit of a crowd, a tiny crowd. And I'm like, oh my God, how long is this solo going for? It was for? a long solo too. And I oh, ha- wait, was it and Steve Stevens or was it Zach Wilde? I don't maybe know. Maybe it was Zach Wilde. Who is that? He's also another one of those 80s great yeah, guitar players. Yeah, I mean, and I knew it was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Billy Idol, like, that's more my my stee. Is that the word? Well, you like a singer more well, than no, a like, no, I'm lead guitar. No, I love musicians, yeah. but I'm just saying uh, shredders and all that I can appreciate, but it's not my... You wouldn't naturally be inclined to follow a soloing lead metal. guitar player around a parking lot. Yeah, while the heavy metal stuff. thing I wholeheartedly appreciate, but I don't know it well. Together, together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's also a little tidbit from the Weirder Together Extended Universe that I just wanted to discuss briefly, which was your mother posted a photo on Instagram this week. And Enid's photos, normally full of character, some interesting framing. I mean, she's a classic mum, the way she uses- you. When know, you say full of character, you mean <laughs> lacking character. Mom, no, but, sorry, mom. No, I know no, she no. listens. I don't think they're lacking character. I think they're actually expressive actually, in an unconventional are. way. Like yeah. maybe well, for you cut, example- Maybe like you, the photo is just right. from the eyebrows down or, of people, or just the eyebrows up. Or the classic one when she was on a cruise and they had made friends with this woman. And then she said, it was a picture of she and my stepfather. And it said, Lisa's last day. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so like, you know what? Are you but, calling Richard Lisa? But now? there's nothing. There's nothing that unusual about it in the sense that it's that is the way a mum, a grandma, at this yeah. point, the generation is meant to be using social media. And I'm already halfway there. Then, yes. this weekend she posts a photo. Okay. Her and our niece Violet. She's uh-huh. visiting up at school. Beautifully shot. Yeah. The framing, the coloring, the background. It's in portrait mode. I'm like, what? It's blowing my mind. What's going on? I call Enid. I'm like, Enid, what? What happened? Something's <laughs> wrong. What happened? Who took that photo? Who do you think it was? My brother? It was Uncle Michael. Oh, yes. Uncle Michael, who's the, the energy around the enigma. He is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Is that what they say? The, the yeah. energy around this character on this podcast is just getting bigger week by week. I know. We've been through his ability to cut through dogmatic political conversations with barely shedding a bead of sweat. His ability to wear a kilt at a wedding, still wear underwear. He's seriously kind of cool. This photograph, it 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 added another dimension to that. So when we finally get him on the show, when I, guys, I'm just saying, if you want to see Uncle Michael on this show, also two lines that come to mind are once he said, 
not to me probably, but he's like, you want to smoke a bone? I love that. And also, it's- I've never heard that before. Is that an expression people use? Well, yeah, because a joint looks like a little bone. No, I understand it. I just mean I didn't know. I think Did he so. make it up? Or is no, I don't a, think okay. he mo- ma- moked it up. <laughs> um, and also, he said, it's 2.30, I'm starving, or who's starving? Something like that. These lines, you know how you remember the inflections and the lines. You know what else I wanted to say? Adam Levine has taken a lot of heat in the last week over some shenanigans going on on Instagram mm. and all of that, right? You followed that. There's all these memes going around. He had some flirtatious tips. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, in the pro-Adam Levine okay. side of things, I just want to balance things out a little yeah. bit. Adam Levine played a key role in you and I getting together. Oh, what was that again? What it was was that we had been on a couple dates. Yeah. And I was a little intimidated. Because yeah. part of me was like, part of me will always be 18, meeting you at 26. Right. And I was just like not feeling like a man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. feeling empowered. I was feeling- And over- we didn't date back then, but we no, met. No, no, no. We started dating 10 years after. Yeah, but part yeah. of me like regressed almost yeah, when yeah, we yeah. kissed. And I was like, am I going to be able to handle this? Am I, this is this is a woman. Right. This is a real sure, woman. Sure. And by that point, then you'd had a kid and yeah, you'd had yeah. a divorce. And it all seemed like a lot to me. Yeah. Before- I came on on like our third date or yeah. something like that before we met up. I had a drink with Adam Levine at the whiskey bar at the Sunset Classic. Tower, and he gave me a pep talk, gave me a shoulder massage, and we did a shot of whiskey together. And he said to me, Ben, you're a man. You can handle this. You can do this. And I met up with you and I made sweet love to you. And that's the end of the story. So Adam Levine- Thank you so much for your service. <laughs> <laughs> was that across from the Grove? Um, oh, that's when I was, yeah, at the Palazzo. Yeah, you had so, a yeah. difference. There was a different uh, energy to I'm you. I'm telling you, I got some of that Adam Lviv, machi- Adam Lviv. I got some of that Adam Levine machismo. I got some of it. So, so yes, I think the cautionary tale of Adam Levine is too much of that. It can cause you problems, but a little taste of it is good for someone. Well, yeah, isn't that the way with with gifts and kind of uh, bad sides of yourself? There's got to be a better way to say that, but there's always- Shadows. Shadows, yeah. There's always a kind of, you know, when someone's pushy, you could say, well, the flip side is that you- you know, are brave and can get things done and I can go on and on and on. But there's always like a kind of, good side to these. Well, there's that Jungian thing. They say 99% of the shadow is pure gold. Right, So basically, right. like, if you can find a way to use your gifts and the dark, scary stuff, it can be. So, so yeah. So, like, the way Adam Lviv, Adam Lviv, I keep calling him <laughs> Adam Lviv. What is that? Why? Um, I don't know. You know what else is really cool? That there's been some amazing things I wanted to shout out that we've watched. Oh, yeah. In the last week. There's, Anthony Chen. Uh, got that wrong. He got his name wrong. <laughs> Uh, it's because my gynecologist has a similar name. Aaron Chen. Aaron. Aaron Chen has A-A. a. He's an Australian comedian, R- and he E-N. has a stand-up special that's on YouTube at the moment. Oh wait, sorry, over. It's talked all over. Okay, that. Aaron Chen has a stand-up special on YouTube at the moment called "If It weren't Filmed, Nobody Would Believe." Yes, that is hilarious. Yeah. We yeah. love that one. Yeah, it took like two minutes to settle in. Some of those shows do, and just sit in. Just don't turn it off. Not that it doesn't start great but just stay the other one i was like so good 
absolutely crazy about was the Kate Berland cinnamon in the wind. Aww. What did you think about that? Loved. Loved 100%. It. I mean, she is one of the I mean, that was great like mostly improv. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, I always think with comedy, whether it's actual improv or the performance is designed to look that way, it's such a skill. It's like an athlete, like yeah. doing something so perfectly that it just looks effortless yeah. and graceful. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. And the other thing is our good friends Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the first episode of their YouTube series, Finding Jesus is up now on YouTube. Okay, so what this web series is about, a few years ago there was a free internet game that came out um, called, like I think, Kanye Quest 3000, and Kanye West was the main character. And you had to make records and make money and all this kind of stuff. And someone discovered that at one point a character comes up to you and says, what do you want or something, or what are you looking for? And if you respond with the word ascension, the game unfolds into this whole secret level that is basically cult indoctrination material. So the theme of this web series is who actually made yeah. this game and is it a front for a real life cult? Yeah. And now, I mean, Alexi and Cam. Alexi and Cam have the best chemistry. They're besties and they're both comedians. And Alexi is this cinema file. He's just mwah. cinephile, some people yes, call them. Yeah. Cinephile. <laughs> Like his, he, the way he talks about movies. Also, they've had podcasts that are some of my favorite. Finding Drago. Oh, and f- yeah, and Finding Desperado, I think was the Yeah, they're so both, good. Both series. Listen the, to them from beginning and to end. And if you want just to love these two best friends' chemistry, it's just so funny. They're both so funny and they're love each other and they're just, it's just. A hundred percent. That's what I keep saying. One hundred percent. We give two thumbs up. One hundred percent to finding. I'm like Jesus. ten years old. And it's there's a new episode coming out every week. So this is this is you can find this one on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. And it's good. It started. Are you gonna miss me when I go on, on tour for a week? Of course, I really am. I mean, I just I so appreciate the space you took that that little sigh because it, it made me think you really considered it for a moment. Well, I'm considering you weren't just flattering me. No, I I do consider it. I also just every new time, every time you go away, is and I'm I'm a new person. No, I I um yeah, I mainly struggle. I struggle with the with change in general. So the change of you being gone is hard, but I always have a beautiful time with being a single parent temporarily and bonding with the kid or kids. If you know when Kate was here, yeah, you're 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 a healthier person. You always think the the separation is is romantic, and I tend to it's go something into, Adam Levine taught me. Yeah, yeah, I go to more like existential crisis, no matter what's happening, whatever the change is. So I'm looking for an appropriate amount of just like a normal person would be when something happens, like someone goes away. And But I think I'm, I'm getting there. I believe in you. It babe. sounds like I'm like <laughs> a real struggler. And I am. But no, I- Do you I, know what's funny? It's you always like, beautiful. You say you resist change, but you love change. Well, listen, like you move furniture around. It's You're so always changing funny. plans. And- it's almost the bigger the resistance, the more joy I get when the thing actually happens. Like oh, when I'm dreading- Did Adam a, tell you that? Yes. Yeah. When I'm dreading a job or something, I- then I get there and I'm like, I'm like just been born. So it's, if I could just take out the resistance before, it would be a beautiful life. 
I love you, babe. <laughs> Beautiful babies. Beautiful we babies. We love you too. We love you too. Give us Thank a rate Thank you for and listening. I mean, I feel the love. People are writing the best. Yeah, we do feel the love. And we're gonna. I, I felt a little love this week from a band <laughs> called the Terrys. Oh, covered yes. Catch My Disease oh my on gosh. Triple J, like a version. How do they see that video if you're not Aussie? Again, YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Oh, but we're gonna, YouTube. I'm going to share the audio right now. This band, they're like young, kind of punk upstarts. They started their band during COVID um, in lockdown. Because it's like when jamming. Ben wrote this song, um, not I Wish I Was Him, but when that's Catch what My it, Disease. When, but when you first started, a little before Catch My Disease, you truly were a child. Ten, ten years before. Yeah. Ten years before. <laughs> but they capture that young. It's like they're doing you all over again. It's like this, it's like very young energy and yeah. like kind of punk and just like, but with like a happiness. There's they're just like having a, fun with it's their like friends a punk. Too, it's yeah. like the perfect type of punk. And the true meaning of punk that you and Mike Watt and Flea, I think, talk about is it's not angry and punk is almost like an open what is it what's it should be about being yourself it should really be about no rules like punk shows there was a there was a certain golden moment of punk shows where you'd go to a show and every band on the bill was different and had right. a different style yeah, and yeah. was doing their own thing but then it became an aesthetic that people repeated like, and like conformed like to scratching and, keys and rolls royces and kicking things yeah or having mohawks or right, yeah but right. these, these these guys are just it's they just do like a they nice, capture the punk side of yeah the song open and, not not like closed off so, anyway so the terries are our favorite beautiful look, babies of the week oh my god they are beautiful babies they are so aussie looking it's it's amazing yeah, they're amazing. Actually, maybe I'll play a little clip of them talking about why they chose the song before and then we'll go into the track. Okay. So, beautiful babies, see you later. This is the Terries. Goodbye, BBs. With Catch My Disease. G'day, we're the Terries. And we covered Ben Lee's Catch My Disease for like a version. It was quite a nostalgic track for, for all of us, I think, growing up listening to it. Really loved it. I think it was one of those songs that you, you sort of um, driving in the back of your parents' car. And it always seems to come on. It's one of those bangers.
radio And that's the way I like it And I hear the Betty Rays on the radio And that's the way I like it And that's the way I like it And I hear Alex the Astronaut on the radio And that's the way I like it And that's the way I like it And I hear the Tetris on the radio And that's the way I like it So Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.